Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week we are going to pick up on a topic that I was having a recent uh, coaching conversation with a client about. And that is in the area of like focus and mental stamina and just kind of being able to have the fortitude to stay present. And the thing is, is that I know it, the focus and mental stamina and being able to stay present, I think it's all really related to one another. And I don't know that I can even like kind of put it in any sort of hierarchical order because I think that um, like in the conversation I was having, they were sort of, this person was recognizing that their dog was not able to focus for as long as they needed to. They were doing an obedience run and they were able, because we work together a lot, they were able to recognize that like, you know what? He just is not ready to focus for that period of time, right? Because when we are in a trial environment or we go into a ring like obedience where the dog has to be in the ring for a longer period of time than say agility, which could be 22 seconds as short as, um, you know, it, it really varies. And the same is true of us. And so I think this is an interesting conversation and one that I hear more kind of since the pandemic, though I don't think it's new it's new per se. Like, I don't think this is a two-year-old topic. I think this is a, a longer topic. And on one hand, I think that, yep, there's lots of external factors to blame, right? We're tethered to these smartphones. We're constantly f- switching between devices. We are rewarding as a society the ability to multitask, whatever that really means. Um, you know, there's a lot of kind of people always in demanding us or our dogs demanding of our time and attention and we're constantly bouncing back and forth. And it kind of makes me chuckle because I remember I'm of an age where I remember like long car rides with, you know, in the back seat of my parents' cars and we would play the game called Who Could Be Quiet the Longest, right? Because there were no handheld devices back then or nothing to entertain us. And we just had to like sit in the back of the car and just be quiet. And I don't know that any of us could do that right now, you know, and whether it's like sit in a waiting room without scrolling through social media or, you know, wait for our oil change or tires or whatever, like, can we just sit still anymore? And so I do, I will blame, I guess, you know, kind of society and electronics and, you know, and social media and all the evils of the world as and those are in air quotes, by the way, don't, don't, no need to come for me there. Um, but um, because I, there's a couple things happening. One, I don't know about you, but social media, you know, whether it's TikTok or Facebook or just scrolling through my phone or checking my mail constantly is a way to both zone out and or numb out as the case may be and also make sure I'm not missing out, right? Depending on 
kind of what my underlying mood is at the time. And I know that when I come home, like one thing that I really use to numb out is um, watching TV shows, right? And I, again, TV is also in air quotes because everything is on my iPad these days. And so um, and just having something running in the background or just having noise or whatever. And so I think it's kind of interesting of how we are choosing to soothe ourselves, okay? And those are examples of that. Like if you get really into it, um, you know, numbing out. And, you know, if you think about it, like what is it that I do that will take my mind off of everything else? And for me, it's just either numbing out and scrolling through TikTok or um, with, with a show, you know, right? Binging something or just letting something play in the background, right? And it's a way in a weird sense that we use inputs to do this, but it gives our minds a break. And that's why it's sort of numbing because we just can't take um, more (laughs) sometimes, okay? And also um, there's a whole uh, line of thought out there and I don't know the science behind it, so I I can't quote anything and I can't sound super smart on it. Um, But there is a science behind it, like people who really like to watch the same movies or the same TV shows that they've already seen over and over again. Part of it is, is a that they know how it's going to end. There are no surprises. And um, it's that there is um, almost like a calmness in knowing what's going to happen, right? So we can say that speaks to control or, you know, our love for control or, you know, or what have you. But I think all of it speaks to how our focus is being impacted and how our mental stamina is being impacted and our ability to be in the present. Because what those things all have in common is it takes us out of our present moment. Even if I'm just harmlessly, you know, scrolling Facebook while I'm waiting for my oil change in the waiting room or whatever, it's taking me out of being in the present, right? Because I'm going over to this other thing to take me out of, I don't know, the smell of tires and oil or whatever, or just being, just sitting with my own thoughts. And I think people don't really necessarily love their own thoughts all the time. I am in that camp. Um, but what it does is it teaches our brains that oh, there's always something better to be thinking about. There's something else. I can I can put my brain somewhere else. And so we're not really helping ourselves in the way of focus or in the way of staying in our present moment. Now, why do we care about that? Well, we care about that because we are competitors and we want to be able to walk into the ring with our you know best teammate and we want to be able to lay down a really great run when kind of on command, if you will. Like we've done the practice, we've done the work, we are ready to walk into the ring and we want to be able to get consistent, predictable performances out of ourselves, our dogs and us as a team. And that takes focus and that takes being the ability to be and stay in the present moment and do the things we need to do in the here and now. And one of the things we teach ourselves kind of as a society is that when things are stressful, we zone out, right? If, if I'm, if I'm like on deadline, um, for work or something like that. Sometimes I like to just pop over to, you know, some like social media or something else as a distraction because it relieves the stress, right? It is a stress reliever for me. 
And so we also are a little bit, we're we're so used to having a stress reliever at the ready that when we have to be in the ring for three to five minutes or eight minutes or more, depending on our sport, that that's a long time for us to be in that heightened state of focus and being present and stress, even though it's a good stress, it's a stress that we choose. You know, I choose to be in the ring, you know, for draft, I can be in the ring anywhere from five to eight minutes, sort of depending. Um, I know that when I watch my friends who do water sports, that takes a lot longer um, to do all of the things that are involved in that. And yeah, agility is only a few minutes, but there's still, or a minute maybe, but there's still like warm up and, you know, being aware and getting your dog to the ring and so on and so forth. So while our sports vary in the length of a time that we need to be remain really focused and hyper vigilant in the present, um, you know, we have to kind of learn to do that. And not just our dogs have to learn that, right? Not just our dogs have to learn to be able to work for us, perhaps treatless for 10 minutes um, or rewardless even. Um, Hopefully we get to use our voice in those moments, but um, they have to be able to focus and do their job and not be distracted by all of the other things they want to be distracted by, right? Sniffs and smells and carrying on and whatever else. So it's all really... Um, related. And I think it's something that we need to all start being a lot more aware of as we kind of move forward and really kind of, I don't know, really put a, a, an importance and a weight to improving our ability to focus and to be present for longer periods of time. Because it does impact us. It does impact our ability. And some of the ways we see this is, you know, clients will tell me they can't, they have trouble remembering courses or they, or here's another one for agility. I hear this a lot. They, they did the hard part of the course. Great. But then when it got easy, the easy part, they screwed up or something. And that is focus, right? You used up like all your focus energy for the hard part of the course. And then when you thought it was like the easy flowy or the last, you know, four jumps straight in a line, you let your guard down. Well, it's a focus problem. So when we think about elite athletes or elite handlers, um, but especially elite athletes, they work on focus. They work on their kind of focus muscle or the skill of focus And they do that a lot of ways. First of all, they are visualizing and they are able to visualize for longer and longer periods of time. And actually they're able to visualize for the the length of their entire run. Now, as you learn visualizing, and if you've learned, listen to visualizing, you know, podcasts or, you know, membership lessons or other content from me, you know that I always tell you to start small, start 30 seconds, you know, start, um, there's some other ways to learn that, to work up to that. And the reason is, is very few of us could actually visualize for five minutes, even if that is what your run takes and you are trying to visualize everything in real time, you know, we always tend to rush through, you know, how we get from point A to point B and, um, a five minute run, we visualize it takes us two minutes. Well, why is that? Well, we weren't in every step, right? Every step that the dog took, we weren't in every step. We were just sort of saying, yeah, I, I do this healing pattern and I turn left and then I go straight and then I turn left again and I do an about turn and I go fast and I go slow and and we don't actually 
like walk in every step and really realize how long it takes to heal the length of the ring, for instance. And so, um, again, focus is a muscle that we have to build. And the reason it's so important is when we walk into the ring and even beforehand, right, as we're on deck or getting ready or going through our like, you know, pre-run rituals, we have to be able to let the rest of the world fall away. And athletes would call that getting in flow or, you know, getting, um, you know, in their state of mind or, you know, um, from one of my favorite um, movies, you know, clear the mechanism, right? Everything else falls away. And when we do that, we are truly in the present moment. And not only we are able to execute our plan, but we are able to respond more appropriate and fat more appropriately and faster to what comes up in the ring because let's be honest seldom does it go as beautifully as we've imagined it in our head so visualizing is one way that we do that because we work up to it we get good at visualizing for longer and longer periods of time without being distracted of course, meditation is another way. And, you know, meditation, I know people are like, oh, it's so hard to do. Well, yeah, there's a reason. You know, meditation isn't difficult, right? You sit still and you think about your breath or you just listen to sounds or you just, um, you know, focus on how your body feels or something. And it's kind of the act of not really thinking about much or focusing in on a mantra, a word. That's why a lot of people will just repeat om or something like that because they're just repeating a sound and so that they're only focused on that one thing. A lot of people focus on their breath in and out so they're only focused on that one thing. And um, and that's how we kind of learn to quiet our mind and just stay present and learn that it's okay to put the rest of the world's on pause for a minute, which is part of what we're doing when we do that. So being able to just sit is really great. And the other thing is, is like, hello, science, thank you. Um, So many benefits to giving our mind that rest. It's the thing, (laughs) what's kind of ironic, right, is that, um, you know, when we use social media or TV or something to numb out, we're trying to give our brains a break And yet meditation would do that even better, (laughs) okay? But yet the thought of sitting still and not thinking of something freaks us out, even though that's what we're doing when we reach for social and TV. (laughs) So, um, or reading books or something like that, right? So insert irony here. Um, But anyway, that is another way that we can improve our ability to focus, to remember courses, Um, and to also visualize, right? And we get better at visualizing. So um, other ways that we can do that is when you are thinking about a course, just thinking about even running through it, whether it's an obedience pattern or a rally course or an agility course or draft course or something, just really sit and practice going through it. And you can do that now with past courses. Go relive, like look at your phone and get a memory, you know, from a picture, you know, one of your photos is going to spark a a memory for you and just go through that day. And just see how long you can sit there and think about that day and everything about it from the time you got up in the morning, where were you, where'd you stay, 
you know, what was getting ready like for that morning and go through the whole day and see how long it takes you to be distracted by, oh, shoot, I got to go to the grocery store or, oh, I should put the clothes in the dryer or, you know, whatever else is going on in your life and just see how long you can go, you know, set a timer on your phone or something and see how long you can go with just staying with that memory. Then the same becomes true of meditating or being in the present or visualizing. All of those things are related. And through that, we then build what I really think of as mental stamina. And mental stamina is something that I do, I do connect a little bit to the time that we were in the pandemic because I feel like a lot of us and our dogs, I really saw them lose mental stamina. And I also see that when my dogs come off of a break, even though they are physically and mentally like happy and and more ready to come back to work, they can't work for as long. And it's not necessarily even a physical thing. It's a mental thing, right? We say like the best way to tire out a puppy is to tire out their brains, not necessarily their, their bodies, right? And that's what we're talking about, mental stamina. So we need to be able to build that too. And we can build that in our dogs, of course, by like going to busy places, going to Home Depot and, you know, and being able to do even basic things. That's why doing like a, an easy sit in, but in an environment like Home Depot is suddenly difficult. Yes, it is context. Yes, it is environmental, but it's also just the mental stimulation. And are you, does your dog have the ability to focus in that moment with all of that going on, right? So mental focus, mental stamina, you know, staying in the present moment, it is a skill. And if you are feeling you know, also those of us of certain ages feeling brain foggy or like we're not remembering things as well. Um, you know, what's what's good about that? Not, there's nothing good about that, but what's good in that context, let me, I guess I'll try to say, is that we can work on that. Um, neuroplasticity, you know, doing like word puzzles or doing puzzles that are more thoughtful. There's a million apps for those. Okay, maybe not a million. There's a whole bunch of apps for like b- building that. Um, things that make us think. We can work on that. That fog is real. That fog is often related to aging and hormones and things like that. Uh, but we can, but it doesn't mean all is lost. You know, it doesn't mean like, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. No, 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 no. It, there's something that happens, but there are things that we can do about it. And I don't know about you, but I feel like my 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 life, my competitive life, the things I still want to get done are too important for me to just be like, oh, I guess I can't think anymore. Oh, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to throw that in, <laughs> right? That towel is, it's not getting thrown into the ring yet. So, um, you know, there's also, you know, you could look into supplements, you could, you know, please talk to a doctor or someone like smarter than me, but, um, but there are, just don't give up. I guess is what I'm asking. You know, don't just write it off and be like, oh, I guess this, I'm just going to be flighty for the rest of my life. Like you don't have to be. Um, and there are ways that we can improve that. So think about where you are struggling. Are you struggling remembering courses? Are you struggling with brain fog? Are you struggling when you're in class, you seem to zone out or something and your instructor's like, hello, <laughs> hello, are you still here? You know, think about where it is that it happens for you first. Okay. And try to get like a picture of, well, then when does it happen? Does it happen in a group class and you're fine when you're in the ring by yourself? Or does it happen more when you're nervous? So stress makes you, um, 
you know, decreases your ability to focus, which is true, right? In a stressful situation, i.e. ring nerves, your brain's functions are not all there, okay? Because remember, fear diverts brain flow or brain flow, blood flow from the frontal cortex to other parts of your body and your brain, okay? So that is real. You are less able to think as well as if you were not under stress or feeling ring nerves, okay? So think about where it is that you are being affected by your reduced ability to focus or reduced mental stamina and think about, well, oh, so it only happens when I compete or it only happens in a group situation when I get distracted or it only happens here or or maybe it's happening everywhere or it only happens when I try to remember longer courses. Figuring out where it is happening for you more often or with more predictability will help you also come up with solutions for it and determine where it is that you need to start. Because you might uncover that like, you know what? It's only happening when I am nervous. Okay, this is great. This is telling me that, you know, this is a little bit fear-based. This is a little bit my, you know, brain sort of, you know, doing its like fear fear stuff that I've talked about a lot. And, um, you know, sort of making me think differently. Okay, so what do I need to do about that? It'll help you sort of uncover it. And I feel like when we find the root of the our issue that gives us more control right it's like aha this is what the problem is now i know where to focus my energy on now i know that i can do something about it okay so i want you to really think about focus being present mental stamina as a something that you can work on and if you feel that you're at a point where it's slipping for you or it just doesn't feel, it's not as easy as it used to be. Um, think about what you can do to get that back. But also you have to decide how important that is for you. Like I said, for me, it's really important. I see, you know, friends or um, other people around me sort of struggling and I look at them and I'm like, nope, I'm not going through that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, nope, what do I got to do? What do I got to, you know, is it, what is the supplement of the month or, you know, what is the meditation or the, you know, app puzzle thing that I need to play to like make sure that I stay sharp, right? I'm, I'm always really on the lookout for that. Or again, under what circumstances. For me, if I'm going to get a little fuzzy, it's because I'm um, I'm stressed, but it's not usually a performance anxiety thing. For me, it's something else going on in my life. Like I, if I'm being stressed at work, um, or my job or something is pulling at me or like I made the mistake of reading my email before I went and run my dog, um, that part is really going to be distracting for me because I want to do well at work. I want to do well running my dog. Work just got dist- just distracted me for a minute. It got my attention for a minute. And so my full attention is not with my dog, for instance, right? Now, the flip side of that is every time I go to class, I feel like it is the biggest break for my brain because it's just like an hour in my happy place where I'm not thinking about anything else, okay? So um, again, your, your clues, your clues for how to fix it will be in where it's happening, okay? So for me, my clue is, all right, if I know that work or some kind of distraction like that is going to take me out, leave my phone in the car. Like leave it in the car unless, you know, I need it for some other reason or 
if I'm taking it in because I listen to music when I walk a course, then I'm sure as heck not going to check emails on that kind of a day because it's not worth the risk of being distracted and letting my mind run down a road that I don't have time for right now, right? I need all my mental energy you know, to do the thing I came to do at the trial today. Okay. And don't forget, build that mental stamina and ability to focus with your dog too. It's a skill for them too. And we can't just expect them to be able to turn it on any more than we can for ourselves. Okay. All right. Um, that is your skill uh, challenge, I guess, for the week. And um, I would love to know how it's going for you. So always give me feedback. Always let me know if you've got an idea or a topic you want to cover. And no matter what you are doing this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.